Hello and welcome to our Consumer Guide for Normal People, hosted by OneRoof Financial. I'm Caroline Eburn, Partner and Mortgage and Protection Advisor. Today we are going to do some mortgage basics um, and I'm joined by Lucy Moore, uh, one of our Mortgage and Protection Advisors and also Simon is here as well. Hello. so we thought we would start off the podcast today um with just a little bit of the basics of mortgages what one is how are they assessed how are they priced um the types of rates that are currently available and the process that you go through when you are looking to take out a mortgage so starting off with what is a mortgage so In very, very simple terms, a mortgage is a loan often taken out over a longer period of time than a normal personal loan, so five years. Um, It's a much longer loan that is secured on a property, Um, very, very simply. Um, So a mortgage you can take out in two different forms. You can have a repayment mortgage, which means that every single month when you make your payments, you are chipping away at that balance. So over the term, the mortgage will be paid off. There's also um, interest only Um, These are becoming less and less common today. Uh, Most people are choosing to take out a repayment mortgage, but there are interest only available um, in certain circumstances, mainly in the buy to let market. So if you're looking to purchase a property to rent out and um, all you pay each month is the interest. So you service the interest every single month. And at the end of the term, you still owe the entire amount you originally borrowed. So again, Again, um, most homeowners, when they're purchasing a property to live in, they have their mortgage on repayment, which means that at the end of the term, the mortgage is completely gone, which is what most people prefer. So, Lucy, um, could you inform our listeners and and viewers how mortgages are assessed? Yes, yes, of course. Um, Something that um, is uh, important to know is that it's uh, based on your income to start with. So um, there are sometimes income caps in place, which um, depending on how much deposit you have and um, the type of buyer you are. So, for example, if you've never had a mortgage before or if you're moving to a new property, um, this could depend on um, how much you're able to borrow um they something else to consider as well is um your debt and uh, commitments that you have so for example personal loans or car finance um all of these monthly payments uh, will sort of go against you in how much you can borrow as obviously you have less money uh readily available for your mortgage so um sort of the income to debt ratio is something to be aware of so um, when you're looking to get a mortgage try and keep your debts to a minimum just so you've got the uh, the surplus available for your mortgage um, and also your credit history needs to be um, as best as you can have it so sort of having um, you know defaults uh, missed payments um, county court judgments uh, anything like that will go against you in terms of getting a mortgage and um, it's often very very strict as to what negative credit history you can have um, and um, I believe it's um, is it three missed payments in a year 
that lender that sort of the the most that lenders will it depends on whether or not it was a secured or an unsecured missed payment so things like mobile phone missed payments they're a lot less serious than if you've missed a mortgage payment in the past so I think very much what's important is that when somebody first approaches us about taking out a mortgage We always do our free consultation to start off with. So we talk to them about how much you earn, what are your commitments, what's your credit history like. And um, if we need to get a copy of your credit report, we can let you know about the freebies that are available from Experian, Equifax. And we can look at your situation individually and work out whether or not you are still eligible for a mortgage. And if you are what mortgage are you eligible for? So if you have a more serious credit history, so there's been a secured loan payment or a county court judgment, it might be that you have to put down a much, much larger deposit. Um, So if a first-time buyer came to us with a 5% deposit and said, I've got a massive CCJ that I've not paid off. So a CCJ is a county court judgment. So you've been taken to court for a reason. Um, the judge is awarded in the other party's favour and you have a debt on your record that you have to pay back. If you have a large county court judgment that is unpaid, you will have to put down a much larger deposit until that is paid off. Uh, So again, part of our assessment at One Roof Financial, where we're looking at assessing you for for your mortgage affordability, is it's all good and well the lender saying, oh, we can lend you X number of times your salary. But it's really important that monthly it's affordable by the time you've taken into account your council tax, your gas, your electric, your water, because there's so many other bills than just your mortgage. So again, having a consultation, talking about all these things is really, really important. So I suppose what's also really important to discuss is how a mortgage is priced. And I don't mean in terms of where do the banks get their money from and how they lend it out to people. What I mean is, is how as a customer, you can benefit from a cheaper mortgage. So this is really nice and simple. So the more deposit you have, the less risk it is to the bank or building society. So the lower the price of the mortgage. So you will get a much better product, a much better interest rate, the bigger the deposit that you have available. But also the price changes depending on how long you want certainty for. So this is in terms of fixed interest rates. So interest rates that do not move for a prescribed period of time. So if you fix for two years, that is going to be cheaper than if you tell the lender you want a five-year fixed rate. Because a five-year fixed rate, the lender's got a price in what they think interest rates might do. So they charge a little bit more for those. Um, so the key thing is, is if you wanted the cheapest interest rate possible, big deposits and have a shorter product. Yeah. Um, so again, we discuss all of those options with the customer and then we can work out what's best for them. Definitely, yeah. And to sort of um, clarify for, for, you know, the people listening and watching, um, there are different types of interest rates. So um, you may have, uh, th- there are different types of products, sorry. So you may have only heard of um, a fixed product, for example, as it's, uh, it's it's the most common, but there are different options you can have. So um, like I say, fixed is the most common. It's uh, people like the stability, they're able to budget. So for a lot of people, that's the best option. 
Um, you can also have, uh, you can be on the standard variable rate. So each lender has their own interest rate that they offer you. Um, this can sometimes be higher than the fixed rate and it also can vary at the lender's discretion. So it can go up and down as they as they choose to change it. So um, that might be for people who um, want a bit more flexibility, maybe want to take advantage of interest rates changing. Um, and obviously it can mean that the monthly payment goes up or down. Um, and something else that's also variable is a tracker rate. So it uh, it follows the base, um, the Bank of England base rate and um, is fixed at a certain interest rate. Uh, uh, <clears throat> it's fixed at a certain amount uh, of interest above that so for example it will be two percent above the uh, bank of england base rate and as the base rate goes up and down so does your interest rate but at the same level so um it is so it gives you a little bit more protection i suppose than the standard variable rate which the lender chooses you've almost yeah. got that little bit of a backup that bit of a guide as to yeah. it will never be more than this amount above this interest rate exactly yes and being you know the the bank of england base rate as well it, it's you know it, it's the most reputable source you will have for a mortgage uh, whereas obviously like i say the lenders um that that is completely up to the lender what they want to set that as and um it's just something to bear in mind if you do want a variable rate um, and just some of the other flexible features with uh, mortgages as well that you might not be aware of is um, a lot of mortgages these days, but not all of them, just to <laughs> make note, um, is that they have a 10% overpayment facility. So you would be able to pay 10% of the outstanding balance per year and you wouldn't face any early repayment charges. So that's just something good to bear in mind if you wanted to sort of keep your contractual payments lower with a longer term, for example, but then you could overpay with any surplus income that you have from your job. So, so that would be really good for someone who maybe took out a five-year fixed rate and three years in, they had a promotion, yeah. now earn more money, yeah. have got lots of surplus they can now utilise that facility to reduce their debt balance down as much as possible. So exactly. it's a really good facility for changing circumstances. Yeah. And, you know, if you don't want, if you overpay for a year and then you decide you don't want to overpay anymore, you know, you, you're under no pressure to, you just have to meet your contractual base payments, which, um, are, are, of course, is what you were paying before you started overpaying um, if you're on the same deal. So um, that's always a really good bonus. Uh, feature that some lenders offer is um, underpayments and um, this is only you're only able to underpay if uh, one the lender agrees and also two if um, you've made suitable overpayments so that you uh, you can underpay so if you've made no overpayments and you want to underpay then you wouldn't be able to and um, something else is also payment holidays so to the lender's agreement um, you would be able to you know, not pay your mortgage for an agreed time. Um, it's normally just, for example, three months. And um, a lot of people took advantage of this during COVID because um, obviously a lot of people fell on hard time. So um, that's that's a great bonus that um, some uh, is available on some mortgage products. Yeah, underpayments are great for certain circumstances where you might have a small period of smaller income. So maternity leave. Yeah. Uh, so that could be really useful. So if you're on statutory maternity pay, your income is going to come down quite a lot to what you were used to. So yeah. an underpayment is a really good facility to reduce the bills for a short period. Same with payment holidays. Um, lenders can allow a payment holiday for maternity leave. Um, also, if there's a 
period of redundancy or if you're unemployed for a short period. So again, what we would always say is you ask your lender first, make contact with them. If there was ever a point where you thought, actually, I'm going to struggle to pay my mortgage, um, always make contact with the, the mortgage lender in the first instance. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And um, what all, the, all of these uh, benefits, they're not guaranteed at all. It's just some b- benefits that are available on some products. But um, if you do have them, they can be really useful. So um, just to sort of check out your mortgage and see what you've got on your um, deals would be ideal. Absolutely. Absolutely. Oh, sorry. Um, is there any sort of time frame, an average time frame, you can take these holidays over or underpayments? Yeah. Or is it just completely varied? In a lot of cases, you have to have made at least six mortgage payments in full. So if, if you've recently took out one of these flexible mortgages, then they would expect you to have had the mortgage with them for six months. Okay. Sometimes it's 12, but a lot of the times it's you pay six normal payments and then we'll consider it. Yeah. But on the average payment underpay, what's that time frame? They only give you three months to underpay, five months or two years? With some, some lenders do cap the number of underpayments that you're allowed and some will let you have as many as you've overpaid for. So okay. if you've overpaid £10,000, then it's as long as you have overpayment funds to use. Well, see... Primarily, you're going to have to pay that money back anyway at some point. It just gets added onto your term or your monthly payment will go up once that provider has said, this is what we need to do. It's different. So if you utilised the COVID payment holiday, then that is totally different because that does get added back on. So you either... Add it, have it added onto your term or they keep the term the same, but they increase your monthly payments to account for that extra capital that you've not paid off and the extra interest that got, that got added to the loan. Yeah. Whereas if it's a payment holiday because you've previously overpaid, there's nothing to pay back because it's just coming out of the facility you've already overpaid. Okay. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And um, and the other um, flexible benefit that um, uh, that I want to discuss is an offset facility. Um, and this is normally something that you'd have to sort of specifically request. It isn't normally something that's sort of added on as a free incentive. Um, and um, an offset facility basically means, let's say, you've got a mortgage of 200000 and you have um, £100,000 worth of savings. You could put it in a linked offset facility and you would only pay interest on that £100,000 of your mortgage that's remaining. So the amount of savings you've got has basically offset the amount of interest you have to pay on your mortgage. So your capital payment would still remain the same. However, you would pay less interest by the amount you have in the linked savings account. So that can be something that's really useful for people who have lots of extra savings and they don't really you know, want to particularly tie up in investments, um, it can be really useful. Absolutely. And I think it's important to make clear that when you do have that type of facility, you don't earn any interest on the savings. Yeah. Because they can't give you everything. They can't give you interest on the money and also then offset your mortgage interest. So it's instead of, but with interest rates on savings being so incredibly low, some people, it can make a massive difference. You can knock years and years off your mortgage term by offsetting. But it is a really specialist product. You need to make sure that as the consumer, you understand everything about it to make sure that, you know, you don't get confused or disheartened if it doesn't quite work as as you planned so 
when we are speaking to our clients and looking at what's important to them, um, that'll be something we discuss. So do you have a nice savings pot that is your rainy day fund, but you're not using it for anything, but want to retain instant access, but it's not really working for you and working hard for you that might be something that's appropriate that we can discuss definitely yeah yeah and that that's just a couple of useful um features that may be on your mortgage and you know it's definitely worth you know having a look and seeing if any of them apply to you if you like the sound of them (laughs) fantastic thank you lucy so i suppose what's really um important to make everybody aware of is is the the main process so from start to finish how do you actually buy a house? I suppose we'll start off with how, how you would to get onto the ladder or if you were moving. Um, so what we do and our own internal process, it may differ um, to other companies, but this is, this is the process that we follow at One Roof Financial. We always start off with our free consultation. I've mentioned this a lot in our podcasts, but the first step is to have the free consultation. Once we've established that we can help and you're happy to appoint us as your advisor, we then book a really formal fact find interview. So um, I know interview sounds, oh, pressure, pressure, but it's just a way for us to ask you loads of questions, thought provoking questions about what's important to you and your family, what changes you may experience in the future. Are you planning on having a family? Um, You know, how long do you want to stay in this house for? So all of those things are really key to making sure that we recommend something that suits your needs and circumstances. So our fact find meeting takes around one and a half to two hours. It's very conversational. Um, There's lots of things that we discuss. And only when we've done that can we research the market because otherwise we don't know what we're looking for. Until we've done that, fact find process we don't know if they would prefer a fixed rate or if they would like an offset facility so by that is the most important meeting that's the single most important meeting that we have as mortgage advisors Um, and once we've done that research and we've presented our recommendation to our client uh, which is where we go through the quote cover to cover make sure you know exactly what you're getting yourself into um, go through the payments go through any fees that might be associated with it flexible features once you are totally happy with our recommendation we can then move on to what's called agreement in principle so agreement in principle is where we fill out, fill out a short application with the mortgage provider and they give us a yes no or maybe so it is a credit search against the customer sometimes they are what's called soft footprints now that is almost an invisible check so when we say invisible it's not invisible to you as the person being credit searched it's invisible from other providers so another establishment doesn't know that you've had that search done hard footprint or a full search is where it is stamped all over your credit report and anybody can view it so we, we would explain to our customer at the time if it was a soft or hard footprint of your credit file. Yeah. And we'll all be hooraying and, yeah, high-fiving if we get an accept. So an accept decision means that you've passed the required credit search and the credit check. They're generally happy with the affordability side of it, so income expenditure, and they're saying, go for it. If we have a decline decision, um, there's a reason behind that. So we would either be told straight away by the provider what the decline relates to, 
or um, we'd have to telephone them and, and, and speak to them and find out that the real answer. Most of the time, it is to do with items found on a credit report. So as part of our fact-finding process, we get all of our clients to provide us with a credit report. That credit report then will highlight any issues that might lead to a decline decision so we can avoid that happening because I think the better we know you and the better we know your circumstances the less chance there is of being declined yeah. um, it's never a nice thing um, declines can sometimes just simply mean you didn't quite get enough points so it and it, it can be really really heart-wrenching but one really good thing um, especially for first-time buyers who have never borrowed anything before is not every establishment credit scores so there are companies out there that won't do that part of the process they'll just say well you've not done anything bad therefore you know it's not going to put us off straight away yeah so if we do get a decline decision there's always something we can do so yeah. we can have a look and say right well is there someone else we can try or do we need a bit more deposit can we ask parents for help yeah it doesn't mean it's the end of the road if it is a decline it just means we have to look down different avenues so that's exactly right lucy and then the the other more common is a refer decision which means that the computer couldn't handle making the decision on its own <laughs> so they get an underwriter involved get a lovely human who's going to ring you and say right just tell me a bit more about this circumstance because some lenders are willing to listen. So if you went through a horrible divorce and a few payments got missed and it was all horrible, some underwriters can take that into account and can then give us an accept decision um, because it's an accept decision that gets that property secure. So you can give that to the estate agent and say, I am mortgageable. I've got my mortgage approved. Let's now get this house taken off the market. Yeah, yeah. Perfect. Um, So once we have got the house secured, we then have to do what's called full application. So we've already done a little baby application, but now we're on to the full shebang. So we give the lender a lot more information. So rather than just telling them what you earn and what your job title is, we're now telling them where you work. We're now telling them a lot more detail about um, the property you're buying, what solicitors you're going to choose, all of those things. Um, And then once that application has been submitted, it does get to a human (laughs) so that human will then look at all of the information we've provided check that that marries up with the documentation that we provide so the bank statements the pay slips all those things Um, and then they will may they may send out a surveyor they're not doing this now Um, with covid i think a lot of valuations are now being done through the computer Mm, yeah. So sometimes it's a good thing, sometimes it's a not so good thing. Um, so what I would say is the only way of absolutely guaranteeing a valuer, a human being, will go out to a property to check it's worth what you're buying it for is by having a little bit better survey. So a, a basic mortgage valuation is what's called a level one. So most lenders provide it for free. Valuer will go out or they'll just use computer evidence and they'll say, yeah, it's worth it job done yeah a level two survey is called a home buyer's survey and that's a lot more detailed they look at the condition of the property they can provide an insurance value for when we're looking at the building's insurance um so that can guarantee a valuer or a human goes out to the house to spot anything you might not have spotted 
Um, the other type of survey, level three, is a building survey. So a building survey is generally for something of unusual construction. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's timber framed. Maybe it's got a thatch roof. And, and you want something a little bit more in depth. And in, or it could be in just an incredibly old property. Yep. Um, so again, we discuss all of those things with our customer, let them know what's available, what the costings are, and then we can decide, actually... A brand new property won't need anything other than a level one. Mm-hmm. But again, there's no guarantee that a human will go out in those cases. Yeah. Um, and then once we've done all of those little bits, so underwriters happy and the value is happy, the lender then produces what's called their formal offer. So the formal mortgage offer is your contract to say, yes, we are happy for you to proceed and purchase this property. Offers can be withdrawn at any time. Um, So although you may have an offer and it might have six months validity on it, a lender can choose to pull that. And when COVID was, you know, a bigger problem than it is today and people had had a change in circumstances had maybe been furloughed, the underwriter and the, the bank and building societies do reserve the right to withdraw that. So if they think that they're at an increased risk, then they can say, unfortunately, I'm, I'm withdrawing that. Um, so again, it's really important to make sure that any changes in circumstances are reported to, to us, your advisor, and then we know how to address that and what we need to do. Yep. Um, and then once we have that magic offer... Um, we it's all over to the solicitor so the solicitor then does all of the conveyance in the legal work and they get you through then to a position where you can exchange contracts so exchange of contracts is a a formal um process where people are all committing to it so they're saying right once we've exchanged contracts we can't pull out without consequences Mm. so the sooner you can exchange the better because then it gives you that certainty that no one can just change their mind and just decide not to proceed. Exactly. And it means that you can get in your new home quicker as well. So uh, the quicker, the better, for sure. I know. Although I think a lot of solicitors have experienced quite lengthy time delays yeah. um, due to COVID and stamp duty holidays and all these things. But as yeah. a general rule, um, it is a much quicker process than it has been of late. Yeah. Um, and then you complete. So completion literally means if you're buying a house you get your keys um so you take ownership of that property um so whilst that's all happening so while the legal work's going through that's when we go back to our customers for their protection meeting so um we are obliged um under the principles um of our regulator the financial conduct authority we must protect assets where we've assisted you in taking them out so it's really important that we have a meeting with our client to discuss things like you know what would happen if you died um what if you lost your income through an illness so um we then move on to our kind of secondary process which is our protection review meeting and that will be covered under a separate podcast. Yes, yes, definitely. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so that is Mortgage Basics. So um, thank you, Lucy, for your assistance. And uh, thank you for tuning in. And we will see you again on our next podcast. 
One Roof Financial LLP is an appointed representative of Primus Mortgage Network, a trading name of First Complete Limited, which is authorised and regulated by the Financial Conduct Authority. Your home may be repossessed if you do not keep up repayments on your mortgage. We usually charge a fee for mortgage advice. The amount of the fee will depend upon your circumstances and will be discussed and agreed with you at the earliest opportunity.